Hey everyone, welcome to Girl Things the Podcast. I'm Naomi. And I'm Erin. And this is a space to chat about navigating your 20s and 30s, being a young mum, relationships, and everything in between. Join us, two lifelong friends, for weekly episodes to dive into the highs and lows of life. Welcome back to Girl Things, the podcast, episode 11. We are going to be chatting about religion, spirituality. Thank you to Tori, one of our listeners. This was down as an episode for us to discuss, but thank you for giving us a little bit of guidance. We're going to kind of chat about it through the stages of life that we've been through and just our experiences of growing up in the church, moving away from being in the church and what that kind of looks like for us now in our adult lives. But before we do that, Erin, kick us off with your high, your low and whatever it is that you're loving. Okay, my high this week was Marzi and I went on a little Mummy Mars movie date, which was so cute and so fun. It was very last minute, but he was just so sweet and he had such a fun time and it was Aww. really nice. Yeah, it was really, really nice. I need to do that with him more often because it's really hard to get like one-on-one time. Yeah, but it's can I with just, Mello. I really remember that, my mum doing that with the four of us just really rarely just a little one-on-one date and yeah. I still remember them now so they are very special I think it's important I mean with Melo like she's literally glued to my head 24 7 so she doesn't really yeah. need any one-to-one time but Mars just doesn't get my attention as much as she does so that was really nice it was really important for me to kind of have that little cuddle time with him and it was nice and then my low was um just a relatable mum tings this week our tv broke <laughs> and it had to be <laughs> taken away it was so funny when the man was like the courier was like leaving with the TV. Mello was like, no, TV. I was like, yeah, babe. <laughs> We're in for a rough Say sayonara. <laughs> Say sayonara. <laughs> to the idiot it's box. It's out of here. Um, no, but it's good because it's kind of, it's a low, but then it's also kind of forced us to, I guess, have a little refresh and try and avoid it. Um, we've been pretty good the last, I don't know, would you say month or so yeah. roughly at like minimizing screen time and trying to be a bit more intentional with it. And I've noticed a big change in the kids. So it's like forcing that in tenfold, which I think is a good thing, but a hard thing. Um, and then something I'm loving this week. We know that I love a little gossip and I love, love celebrities, mm. which I didn't, but God, I just froth them anyway. See, I'm so the opposite. I do not care at all. Oh, I care like too much. Yeah. But anyway, I love it. Um, and Shameless, the podcast, let out a episode series on the Hadids. I think it was called Keeping Up with the Hadids. And it was so good. I loved it. I love all of their kind of scandal series, but I um, highly recommend listening to that one. I loved it. Amazing. Uh, how was your week, babe? My week was good. I just worked a lot. Well, it feels like working a lot because I'm doing 12-hour shifts. So if yeah. I do three 12-hour shifts... I'm just up before the sun rises and I'm home when the sun is set and I'm mm. just, that's all I'm doing. Uh, and look, I'm trying to pick up extra shifts at the moment for Euro, our Euro trip. Cannot wait. Yeah, so um, working a lot, which is sort of a low, but then also a high because it's making our Euro trip a little more affordable, I suppose. 
so that's my low. And then my high was yesterday we met you guys at the park. Mm. And oh, it was just so nice. That it was, was really nice. Really lovely. Just we laid down in the sun. We made uh, Tony and Rick go and get us a coffee. Thank you. <laughs> and we just watched Mars and Mello sort of play. And it was yeah. so cute. It was so cute watching them play together really in cute. the playground. And it was really cute watching Chuggy just make all these little park friends. I know. Oh, Yesterday, Gabe, he does do that often. Like, kind of makes makes little friends at the park. Like, he loves making friends. Yeah. But he's meant to be going to school next year. And yesterday just gave me a little bit of confidence that yeah. he's, like, maybe socially more ready than be. I've, like, given him credit yeah, for he's... socially. Like, he just went up and he was like, <laughs> what's your number? Like, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Her number is five, mummy. <laughs> He's better at making friends than I am. Should get him on the podcast. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and friendship tips with Mars. <laughs> Ask them what their number is. Um, yeah, it was so, so cute. And it's funny and watching Mello just... She was just so happy being by herself as well. Oh, don't. She, just, she doesn't want one human to speak to her, one human to approach her. She just wants to exist in her own little bubble and just hover around yeah. people and stare stare daggers at them yeah she's yeah. such a funny kid anyway what nice. are you what are you loving something i'm loving is the dish the clothing brand their sale page i have <laughs> been <laughs> i have been frequenting that many a time over the last couple of weeks for you like you haven't you've bought off there twice but i mean like yeah for you that's a lot that's a lot for me i never online you buy shop. something like once every nine months yeah, I'm really quite conservative with clothes shopping. I don't know why. I think because for me, just being comfortable is such a big thing. So I never really feel the also, need to shop. I also don't think you're a real, like, you don't really, like, change up your style. or Yeah, like, but I'm feeling that at the moment. I'm yeah. feeling like I want to dress like But this is the first time the I can dish remember website. that happening in, like, your adult life. Yeah. I think everyone in their 20s or 30s right now wants to dress like dress like the dish website yeah i just love it i don't even know what to call that vibe it's sort of like a scandy sort of yeah maybe like comfy bit comfy chic, chic. yeah wow i'm really like in my comfy chic dish era but yeah i've bought a couple of things off there lately and i'm just loving the vibe yeah i love these pants yeah they're very comfy Alrighty, let's jump into the episode we've got a lot to cover we do see you there bye Praise be. <laughs> so as we've touched on in other episodes, we met at church when we were literal children. I don't know, maybe like five or six. Yeah. I think I might have been six and you might have been seven or something. Yeah. Um, and we both, at that point, we'd be, both been going to church like our whole lives, basically. Your dad was a minister at the time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he still is, but he was a minister kind of, at the a church. In a very different setting now. Yeah, but he was at the church at the time. Um, and then we spent kind of our whole childhood going mm. to church up until... When would you say you stopped going to church? I stopped going to church probably when I was about, I want to say, 2021 maybe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I'm shocked. I thought you... St- I stopped when I was like 16. Yeah. No, I went because oh. I started going... To a different... A different, like, bigger sort of, like, and cool church. Yeah, yeah, right. Sorry, yeah, cool, the church- cool church is not the right word. No, just like a bigger, more like younger vibe. left that small community church that we had gone to. Yeah, we grew up, the church we grew up going to, yeah, small community vibe, lots of older people, still young people, but lots yeah. of older people. Yeah. 
whereas the church you changed to, I forgot about that, was more of a younger vibe? Yeah, more of a younger vibe, just a bit more, like, cool music and lights and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was a far cry from the the preschool, that this preschool church hybrid oh, that we went to I went as to children. school as well. Oh, so That's cute. That's where I met Matt, my one true love. Your one true love, my brother. Um, anyway, so... Take a hike in Rico. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we met going to the church together and we kind of grew up in that environment we all of our experiences I would say a lot of my personal like the big things that happened in my life when I was younger were fully surrounded by that kind of church community Mm -hmm. which I feel like really impacted the way that we functioned in that time and the way that Mm. we navigated those experiences it really lended to being supported and just yeah I don't know Are you speaking more specifically, like, about, like, things in terms of, like, losing Kate and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so, as a child, like, having a sibling that passed away and being a part of the church, Mm. I think a lot of, like, if I'm kind of thinking about how how the church has impacted specific things that have happened in my life and the Mm. experiences that I've been through in those sort of formative years, that was huge for me, obviously. Um, and having kind of the church community and having a a group of people to lean on was really, um, was really a big part of our lives at the time. And, and I feel like that smaller sort of community church that we went to did an incredible job at that. Just if there was, if someone was having a baby or someone was, you know, if a family was grieving, like, which is such a huge thing as a young sort of family to go through. Mm. Yeah, people, there were meal trains, there were people popping in and checking in, there were people cleaning your house for you, or there's just so many things. It's such, truly, it is such a beautiful environment to grow up in, and I am forever thankful that I had that experience, particularly as a young, a young kid, and then as a teenager as Mm. well. It's definitely the reason I am the person I am today, and also I just want to acknowledge that the church that we grew up in was in a bit of a kind of like ghetto area. (laughs) yeah absolutely. well actually it still is uh because I just went there the other week with my mum and dad so rough which was really nice actually it was like oh wow this place is so such a beautiful little cornerstone of this kind of community yeah. um yeah so I think it's made us who we are because from mm. such a young age we've been ex- exposed to so many different people mm. people from yeah. all walks of life the the street we lived on it was like housing commission across from us and like there was plenty of drug addicts that lived on our street there was just like it was crazy the area that we lived in was oh absolutely you know, yeah it's got a special place in my heart special place yeah I think kind of sort of in pointing that out is us trying in this episode to talk about our upbringing in a very religious environment in both both the positive and negative slash challenging side of that. I think neither of us want to kind of come on here and shit all over church or religion or anything Mm. like that, just because that's not a place of our lives that we're specifically in at the moment, or that's not what we choose to do with our time right now. But I think it's really important to acknowledge where that's landed us comfort and security Mm -hmm. and community and then some well, of the places... Well, and also a lifelong friendship. Yeah, literally. And then and then also some of the places that I feel like it's made me really vulnerable and 
you know, really doubt my body and mm-hmm. feel really uncomfortable with choices I've made and made me feel guilty. And it's, yeah. there's so many different parts. But I think it's really important for us. And, you know, kind of the point of us making this episode is to think about how it's impacted us as children, teens, and then the implication that that now has on us as adults when we're navigating life, mm-hmm. you know, living with partners, which, you know, when you go to church, that's not... That's a that's big no-no. Um, or having sex outside of marriage and things like mm. that and, you know, the guilt and shame that comes Even with a lot of Even small things like swearing. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, fucking, fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, I think it's important for us to kind of acknowledge both sides of that and think about the implication that it's had, but where it's been hard and where it's also been helpful. Totally, yeah, because there's... There's light and darkness in all journeys of life, I think. And our church experience wasn't all terrible. It was really, really beautiful. Um, Yeah, but I think once, at least for me personally, moving away from the church, now I look at things retrospectively. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, probably should have said that, sir. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. There's lots of things that I'm just a little like, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're both in a phase of our lives where church is not for us. I don't. Yeah. Or personally, I don't think church is for me. I don't. I don't think that we hold the same values. I don't think that. Yeah, I just. I feel like I've moved very far away from there. But the community that church brings, there is a part of me that misses that. Oh, completely. It's really a beautiful thing to be a part of. I think the thing that we both kind of struggle with or have struggled with and correct me if I'm wrong Mm. but for me it's kind of the institutionalizing of this this concept or of God which is actually a really personal thing Mm. and a very spiritual thing that comes in different kind of forms for different people but it's this sort of like rigid kind of archaic sort of like system in at least in modern day religion that really just is not a vibe for me at all mm. and it's this kind of excluding of particular people and just you one know, way to live just one way it's, to live and be and I you know don't... you if you're going to get married they better be a christian and yeah. if they're not like you know that's wrong and and you're upsetting god and you know what it's it's middle-aged white men telling me that how i'm living my life is incorrect <laughs> it's the patriarchy it's the patriarchy that also exists within the church and that is rife throughout the church absolutely yeah like i still think there's not many churches i know of in this day and age where women are I'm doing air quotes here, like allowed to preach. It's the one. The church that we did grow up in, that smaller church, has been a lot more embracing, I think, of women in leadership positions and things like that here and there. Mm. Um, I only know that because I was recently there. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I agree though. I think as we've as I've gotten older, (laughs) I'll stop referring to we as we. You you feel how I feel. Um, as I've gotten older, the concept of spirituality and, you know, quotation marks, God or whatever anyone believes has become very much my own thing. That's what I believe. That's what Mm. I make of it. It's my concept of a higher power. It's not something that's being fed to me or I just, I can't identify with that. I can't, I just don't. Yeah. It doesn't sit well with me. Like I want it to be my own experience, what I think it is. And I just... 
I can't that my mind, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. My mind can't comprehend this, like this rigid, like higher being that has one way for us to be. And Mm. I just don't feel like that. That can't be, that's just not something I feel like I can believe in. Yeah. Yeah. At what kind of age do you think you started being like, some of this is not for me? Yeah, probably definitely when I was sort of, yeah, in that space of being like 19, 20, 21. Uh, And I was going to this kind of this bigger sort of church where the expectation is that you really contribute by serving. And, you know, once a week you're going to like a Bible study kind of thing. And then on Sundays you're kind of there and you're doing kids church in the morning. And then you're coming back and you're welcoming people to the service in the evening. And then after that you're making coffees and you are honestly just that. And to me, I actually ended up just getting so burnt out because I'm so bad at saying no to people asking me to help. You're also also very kind, like welcoming, loving person. So you want to help where you you. can. Wow. You're welcome. (laughs) Love you, babe. (laughs) But then I also, once I kind of stepped away, I was like, I, and, and was a little bit older, I was like, was I being taken advantage of? Were these older (laughs) people who I kind of looked up to Mm. in the sense of they were these like mature Christian kinds of people. No one kind of stepped in and was like, oh, hey, is this maybe a bit much for you to be doing? It was just like more, more, more. Like what else can you be serving in? What else can we get you to be doing? And I just felt like I was this kind of number in a system almost where I couldn't just kind of rock up to church Mm. and embrace what was happening on that particular day because that's not meaningful enough for this Mm. kind of church. This church, it's like, okay, well, once you've been coming to this church for approximately like six to eight weeks, we start looking into whether or not you can serve and what you're interested in. It's kind of that particular church really just was sort of the undoing of my approach to not my approach I guess the undoing of me being like really committed and like really going to church and things like that Mm. and I think as well for me something I'm really thankful for is that my mum and dad are like pretty open-minded people they're religious obviously my dad's a minister uh but in terms of me dating or just living my life going out and things like that they never restricted me in any kind of way I think your parents are really good at letting the four of you, and this isn't just in relation to religion, but letting the four of you just be who you are and do what you want to do, whether or not they have a different opinion or kind of want to guide you in a different direction. Like I feel like they've intentionally raised you to be really independent people Mm -hmm. and they're not about to suddenly get in the way of that when you do decide what to do something that they don't particularly like. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, basically, story short, I ended up just feeling super burnt out from my sort of church Mm. experience. And I'd always maintained really healthy friendships with my friends that didn't go to church. So I kind of had still had a really solid group of friends outside of church, which I think for me, seeing other people in the church I was going to only be exposed to those kinds of people was really uncomfortable for me in the sense of like you're existing inside a true bubble you do not reach outside of this bubble you're never exposed to the perspective opinion lifestyle of other people and to me I think that's a real 
downfall of a lot of people who identify as being Christian. Like, you know, essentially you should be the light in the dark or whatever Mm. the Bible verse is. I'm sure there's a Bible verse about something to do with that. Um, Have read the Bible (laughs) in a hot minute. (laughs) Don't judge. Don't ask Um, me. (laughs) You know, and I still had really great friends outside of church. Obviously had some great friends at church, but Mm. I could never fully be myself. Yeah. I'm a cheeky little silly Billy. Yeah. I like to swear. I like to, you know, Indulge. push the boundaries of humor. And I could never fully let, like, I felt like I could just never really completely be myself, which yeah. I felt like I could be around my mom and dad and things mm. like that. It was just this particular church where I really felt like, oh, putting my church face on, like, putting my Christian yeah. gal vibes on. Yeah. Whereas, I, I can really you know, well. after church, like, I'd be going and hanging out with my non-Christian friends and, like, smoking a ciggy on Mountie rooftop. Like... <laughs> the guilt. The, the guilt. shame. But I never really felt guilty for it because I truly just don't think God's like, you sinner, you <laughs> naughty, naughty girl. I just don't think, to me in my mind, like, oh my that's, that is not the God I believe in. Like, Same. yeah, yeah. The God I believe in is kind and loving and accepting of people in all shapes forms and stages of life yeah and the church version of god this institutionalized sort of depiction harsh harsh and and angry and quick to judge and all of these oh actually no god's meant to be not judgmental it's probably the people at church that are judgmental yeah but it's like how yeah the math doesn't it's not mathing yeah and i know like which is it yeah. And that's what I find. I genuinely, like, yesterday when we were talking about it, you were like, maybe don't be so frustrated on Mike about this. <laughs> but it's like, it no, let it out. It genuinely frustrates me. It's like, you're yeah. feeding me this, this story, this concept of God, this idea, these, you know, rules to follow. And then you're judging me and saying really abrasive, rude things to me yeah. and, and, and accusing me of things. And it's, So I have had like a number of people in a church setting say things to me that I'm like, wow, we like, yeah, you can't, you're a grown man. You absolutely shouldn't be saying that to like, it wasn't anything like weirdly or like sexually suggestive. (laughs) I mean, like more accusing me, like, or like got a boyfriend, like things like that. It's like, yeah, like I think expand on that a little more. Um, how so? You know, just tell the specific story. Uh, name, age, date of birth. <laughs> Who said this to you? <laughs> no, but it was just a, it was a um, grown man that I really liked. Like they were a nice kind of person at the church and they kind of like approached me randomly and were like, oh, you know, I've kind of heard through the grapevine that you, do you have a boyfriend? Like, do you like someone? you seeing someone? Like, are they a Christian? What's going on? And oh, I was kind of like. Excuse me, sir. You're not in t- just automatically entitled to that information. And also, like, I was a very, and this person didn't know me for years. I'm a, I was a very shy. Yeah. Like, I was probably 15 at the time. I was a very shy teenager, like cripplingly shy. And I remember just being like, feeling so guilty and mm. so uncomfortable. It's like, why? Because I had feelings for someone. Yeah. As, as a literal teenager, like, so sorry, sir. Like, uh, yeah, I just felt so shamed about it. I was like, ooh, uh, mm. no. I felt like I had to lie and then I felt weird about that. And I don't know, just things like that really – that was when I remember I, like, kind of started unraveling for me and I was like, oh, I don't mm. know about this. But interestingly, I think the thing that really – got me to the point of taking a big step back was partly going to a different school for kind of year 11 and 12 and meeting a bunch of people who 
would probably at the time identify as being more atheist Mm -hmm. and then becoming friends with them. And not that they told me I couldn't or anything, but I just started moving away from the church, I guess. And the other thing was for me was really having like probably one of the lowest times in my life, mental health wise Mm -hmm. and talking about that and the advice or feedback or whatever you want to call it I would get would be like oh just pray about it give it to God and it was like I need help like I needed help I'm genuinely unwell I yeah I'm unwell I'm coming to you because I genuinely don't know how else to ask for help like Mm. I've never felt more depressed like I don't feel I don't know safe within myself like you know and I think like they just fully like I would say brushed me off or just like pray about it you know God's there for you and I was like okay sis he's not doing much for me right now Mm. in this particular moment like do you have the number of a counselor I can see (laughs) I think that start that was the beginning of me starting to be like yeah I don't think this is for me right now I don't think that coming here is serving me in the way that I, yeah, I, I felt the way like they were asking me to like give, 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 and I couldn't take anything back in terms of like support or help. I'd moved mm. past that phase of being super supported as a child, and I think at the time when my sister did pass away, my family really needed that. I don't, mm. I, I truly credit a lot of us, you know, making it through that to that time, through that time to having like the a church in the church, family, absolutely, yeah. like. When you think about it, it's like a built-in huge family that are immediately at your door mm-hmm. with dinner for your kids, someone sleeping over. You don't even have to think about the other children you have yeah. or feeding them, looking after them, getting them to school. Which People is, just do it. Honestly, that to me, that that's true living in community. That's absolutely that's living how I think God has intended in a way. Absolutely. Like, and that's not to say, I do think it's important to call out that there are plenty of other people that have built a community around them that aren't at all religious yeah, and, and function course. that way. But yeah. at the time for us, yeah. in our experience, that's what happened. And I credit a lot of us making through it through that time to that. But yeah, I think as I got older, I was just like, oh, I don't know. There were lots of things I didn't agree with. I was meeting more people, different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I just, it really, it gave me the ick. Yeah. What I find sad about that whole sort of thing, at least like I can just see from a church sort of perspective, you going out and meeting people who have lived differently and been raised differently, that would have been seen as almost like a bad thing yeah. or as something that you should try and avoid doing or people that you should avoid. To yeah. me, that's really, that's, that's the part of church and things that make me upset and really angry yeah I just vividly remember like um like having a hard time at school one day I think maybe like the I was young this was like in primary school when we were going to church a little bit more yeah. when I was like maybe 12 and maybe 13 and I remember like the boy I liked like was like oh I didn't like you or something and I was like really like upset by that and he wasn't a Christian it was like public school and um I remember, like, telling my mum and being like, oh, I'm really sad that, like, you know, so-and-so doesn't like me. Literally don't even remember their name now. And she was like, that's okay. That's okay. You know what? We're going to go and hang out with our, like, 
very, 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 very Christian friends this afternoon. You can you can tell her about it. Maybe you guys can pray together about it. And I was like, <laughs> now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, my mom's fucking weird eyes. Like, what are you doing? I really it's remember that. It's almost like and using I it kind to... of like pushing me into like talking to her. And I was like, I'm not talking to this girl that I've literally never had an emotional conversation. I find that so funny. It's like, I'm going to negate my parental responsibility and support because I just like, don't really know what to say to you right now. We're just going to kind of give it to God. Let's, let's give that to God. Yeah. And that, that's why, that's the feeling that I, the older I got, it was like, give it to God, babe. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can to an extent, but Mm. like there are things that we're dealing with day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour, especially with the trauma that I'd experienced. Oh Yeah. I can't keep giving all of this to God. Surely he's loaded up. Like, come on, guys. He's not telling, but... <laughs> like, just, like, really, like, you know, brushing things off yeah. was just the undoing for me, I think. Yeah. I was like, uh, we could start being a little bit more proactive about our mental health and, mm. and you know, helping each other and doing actual tangible things we can yeah. to make a difference. And I think that is when I started moving into, like, more of a spiritual space and then now I would say I have like a bit of a hybrid of that, which that's, I'm comfortable with. Yeah, that's really nice. I feel kind of similar. I think I definitely still have a belief of like the Christian kind of God. Mm. Like I still think that's something I believe, but I do yeah. often struggle with that because I'm like, do I believe that out of fear? Uh, because <laughs> I'm very scared of the concept of heaven and hell. Oh uh, my gosh, the fear of hell that going yeah. to church just puts into yeah. you. Oh, yeah. And I think as well, you know, I have a lot of friends who weren't raised in religious homes and things. And I've had conversations with them that they would have really liked that. They would have really enjoyed Mm. having grown up in a home where there was hope kind of outside of this world because this world is cooked. And it it truly is something I'm really thankful for. And it's something Mm. I'm really thankful I still have in my life. I'm Mm. still thankful that I do have this kind of deep seated feeling that there's more to life than just this. And I was having this conversation with someone at work the other day Mm. and he was saying to me, Oh, so I I was sort of explaining, you know, my beliefs and things. And I was like, Oh, well, what do you believe about? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was weird. He's one of those people you can just like get right into it there and then. Um, and I was like, oh, what do you think happens when you die? And he was like, nothing. He was like, I think we have this one life and we live it to the to our fullest and we have every day here and we need to live it as much as possible. And after we die, that's it. Lights out. It's dark. We're done. Oh, I felt sick. I was like, okay, darling, well, you are not really working in the nicest environment and <laughs> I don't know if this is how you should be living every day, if this is it. <laughs> is this the fullest? Yeah, I was like, is this the fullest? A full-time job here at this place? I don't know. Working? Yeah. Just slaving away That's to capitalism? Rough. That's right. Um, yeah. I agree, though. I really agree with that. I think when I was feeling super dark as a child or really heavy, really weighed down mm. by the world a lot of the times the things that got me through was thinking like this isn't all that's here like yeah there is something better I know that there's something better in my future I know that there's something better beyond this yeah experience I think a lot of but the thing is I do think people a lot of people have their own versions of that like I've had yeah. so many conversations with other people that don't have that kind of it's the, it's this and now and that's it they they sort of do have their own com- concepts of like an afterlife or being reborn as something else or mm. that give them a lot of hope so I don't think that it's that's a purely Christian mentality mm. like I do think people have 
their own versions of that. But yeah, as a kid, absolutely. The thought of heaven gave me so much like solace and the thought of hell petrified me. Oh, it still scares me now. A lot. (laughs) In fact, I'm afraid. (laughs) Don't throw again. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask how it's made you feel about your body. Oh, that's such a good thing to discuss. Wow. We did write it down, but thank you. We did discuss this yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll pretend I just came up with a light bulb. Let's try that. (laughs) Um, that's really interesting. I don't know, I've really not given it too much thought, but I do sometimes wonder, would I have a higher libido if I just did get married? Is, you know what I blame God for me being semi-asexual? <laughs> okay, I'm definitely not asexual, I find. No. Definitely find Tony. Sexy boy. No, also, can I just note, he was the one last night. He's like, we should go to church with your mom and dad. Okay. He's like, I need some brownie points. <laughs> True. He definitely I mean, does not I don't think he's going to get into heaven with those, but he can try. Yeah. Um, Kidding. Uh, yeah, how's it, how's it kind of impacted your relationship with your body? And that's being like... Being in the, being as like a teenager, early 20s, you know, moving into a space where you were like, maybe I want to have sex. Should I? Should I? And then actually moving into Mm. the relationship that you have with Tony. Yeah, I feel like we're a little bit different because I remember you You sort of, you and I, Yeah. yeah, you sort of touching more on this feeling of kind of guilt. Yeah. Whereas I just, I at no point really remember ever feeling guilty for kind of being like in touch with my kind of sexuality and things mm. like that and I don't know why if that's just a difference in our personalities yeah um or if it's because I have parents who are like I know they're banging like I know they're <laughs> having a good time together oh and they're very physically affectionate with each other they would yeah. make out in front of us all the time cute yeah disgusting but that's so cute now that I'm a parent I'm like boss um yeah I don't know so I've I yeah I'm sure there were moments like after I got into a relationship with Tony where maybe I was like oh I like this doesn't feel right I know I'm just making that up I've never had that (laughs) I've never felt like that and I do think that's a lie I'm lying I do forgive me for my sins I don't know I think by the time I'd entered into a relationship with Tony I've really worked through so many sort of like religious kinds of hang-ups that I had by going to church. And I've also always had really good friends around me, people who've gone to church and stepped away from church. Like my sister-in-law, Cell, rest Mm. in peace, miss you. She was someone who we really saw eye to eye on those things. Yeah. And I think it was really helpful having her in my life because we'd gone to church together, both kind of stepped away from going to church, had really great conversations about it being okay to be a like sexually empowered kind of woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like when when you said like hang ups that you had when you were going to church, do you mean like hang ups like, like what if, uh, like, were you conscious of like things you wore or the way that you like treated your body like when you were actively going to church? Um, you don't remember being like that. I don't really remember being like mm. that. You know what? I do remember when I was in like earlier high school, um, a Christian mother, a Christian mother, a woman in my life who was a strong Christian. Yes. She would sometimes 
um, drivers yeah. to school. I remember getting in the car once and my, I must've just grown. Like I must've had a, a uni- worth noting. You didn't have a uniform. No, I did. Oh, this. I think you were about senior high school. No, no, this right. was uh, pre going to the yeah, school yeah. without a uniform. I remember I must have had a growth spurt or something, and I remember getting into the car and her being like, "That dress is far too short. Like, what are you, what are you doing wearing something so oh short?" My God. Oh my goodness, the guilt. Way to make I, feel yeah, I felt like shit before sick. school. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the what you're implying is so wrong i grew i grew overnight i've been eating a lot of wheat mixed with cream yeah and brown, and brown sugar, sugar. <laughs> okay sue me jeez sorry i've got a fat oh ass <laughs> sorry this bunda is making my dress shorter okay oh my god it's yeah just- it's just like how th- Oh, what I find frustrating about that situation is that you're meant to be a loving, non-judgmental Christian woman, and you're not being that right now. You're being incredibly judgmental. You're implying that I've intentionally worn this short kind of dress, and because I'm doing that, I'm inciting some kind of attention about myself or towards myself uh things like that i do like obviously i remember that that was probably 15 to you know 15 plus years ago and i'm still like how dare you say that oh absolutely yeah so there's things like that called for it's it's more that she felt like she had a right to say something to me but under the premise of being this sort of like caring christian mother and it's like no you're actually just being incredibly well, judgmental that's exactly how i what i was like getting at before when i said with the with the male saying something yeah. to me it's like being a christian and like doing god's work does not give you the right to comment on me or what i'm doing or who yeah, i am or just or, to like speak into people's or lives ask me yeah. questions like yeah. mind your business yeah and that's something i was always so mindful of when i was more actively involved in going to church and really living this sort of christian life I'm sure I had my moments of trying to be a little evangelical, but I was always incredibly mindful that I'm not hanging out with these people because I need to convert them to Christianity. I'm hanging out with them because I love them. I love spending Mm. time with them. We have good conversations. We have fun together. Whereas I've seen so many people who identify as being Christian make it their sole purpose to hang out with others and their whole thing is like, well, I need to bring up God at some point in this it's conversation. It's a real deterrent for me. Such a deterrent. It's like you are just, I guarantee you, you are just making that person that you're hanging out with feel like every choice that they've made in their life is invalid. You yeah. are making them feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You're making them feel like you're not hanging out with them because you love them and you want to spend time with them and get to know them. You're hanging out with them because you have an agenda. And that's something I always really, really struggled with going to church and being in that environment was why can't we just love people for who they are, where Mm. they're at, instead of having this agenda. If in my perspective, if you believe in God and you believe in in Christianity and things like that, God's taking care of that, my friends. Like he'll he he's taking care of that. If he wants that person to come to him and commit their life to him, he's got that under control. Like, yeah, sure, I think I think he does use people as like a vessel for his message and things like that. That's mm. I'm sure. Um, but you know, you can really impact people and love people in different without, ways. Yeah. And mm. without shoving your sort of like religious agenda down their throats. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, interestingly, like earlier, you said I had mentioned yesterday that I felt like a lot of guilt around like exploring my sexuality and mm. my body and things as I got older. I would probably sub guilt for shame because I don't think I felt yeah. guilty about oh, maybe it. Maybe I've also felt shame. Yeah, I don't think I felt guilty about it in that. I was like, oh, like this is a bad thing. Like, oh, I shouldn't mm. do it or anything like that. It was more like I felt like this niggling, like little like voice in the back of my head that was like a bit of shame. Like, mm. should you be doing that? I probably do have that. I probably just yeah. like PTSD blocked it out. <laughs> probably. That's why I have. But a I remember really feeling like that about like deciding to have sex for the first time, mm. and I think a lot of a lot of. I don't want to blame it all on that, but like a lot of the issues that I've had with like loving my body and being like super like in touch with my body has, have been impacted by a lot of shame I felt just by growing up in the church and some of the like Mm. things you're fed from that. And it's, it makes me really sad. Like it really, you know, I wonder like, and there's no, there's no, no part of me wants to change going, going to church and, and growing up in that way, because I think it really did positively impact my life in a lot of ways. But then there is a part of me that wonders, oh, like, would I struggle with my body in the way that I did as in my, like, mid to late teens or even now sometimes, less so now, though, if I hadn't have gone to church, if I hadn't have had been so exposed to, like, that sort of language and those messages, like, would I have, yeah, would I have felt more confident making choices about my body that Mm. benefited me and had Mm. nothing to do with anyone else? Like, there was, the first time I had sex, there was no one else in the room. Like, there was no one else there that was allowed to, like, Feeling kind of way about that. I'm glad there was no one else there. Never mind, I was going to say something. Um, Say it. No, no, no. Um, No, that, that, yeah, that no one else was allowed to feel any kind of way about that or, but there was just some, like, I don't even know how to explain the feeling, but it's like, the only word I can think of is shame. It was like, yeah, shame and like almost fear of judgment, but no one knew except for me. Yeah, interesting. Which was. Enrico. Enrico, yeah, I'm like, uh, you're saying this as if it's not Rick, but I'm pretty sure it's Enrico. I'm trying to be... You're trying to be cool. I'm trying to be <laughs> You're trying to be like, I have slept with so many yeah, people. So many people <laughs> um, no, but like, and, and that's the other thing is like, I literally married that person. <laughs> not that I knew that at the time or, or you shouldn't, I mean, have sex with whoever you want to have it yeah. and however many people you want to have it with. Mm. But I think, yeah, I just had so much like shame in the back of my head about it, which makes me really sad. That is sad. Like it's, it's... I just, I, ho- I just, it makes me sad that other people would feel that way. Yes. Yeah. That have had the same experiences. It's also just like the marriage in the Bible. I'm just certain that it's not the same as marriage in this day and age that we it live in be. now. It cannot be. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry I'm pretty sure they used to get married in biblical times because someone's dad needed a cow and <laughs> that woman's My dad had a cow. good for cows. So yeah, I just. Me and Beth. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Um, no, but I, yeah, I just like to that point, I think a lot of things in the Bible just were not intended to, to last the test of time. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. There's plenty of beautiful things in the Bible. No. Yeah. I'm not discounting it. It's like, no, I'm not saying that that you are, uh, but there's some really difficult things in there. That was something I also really struggled with was the biblical element of religion Mm. also sorry but what 14 year old is able to get through a book of the bible like read through it 
I know, and it's wild to me that we're expected to do that like daily. Are you? I can. It's like reading Shakespeare every day. <laughs> no can do. No, I have this like cool. I funky cannot. Is it ADHD or girl. can I literally? I cannot digest that. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, the funky teen girl Bible. Bibles. Me yeah. too. But if you have to rewrite it like that, like obviously it's it's not it's not standing the test of time, guys. Mm. Anyway, I don't want to shit on the Bible, but. No, and also we're not like theologians, so we can't really like. I just don't know enough about the Bible and and all Me of neither, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's too. It's just a little dry. It's <laughs> throw a few jokes in Jesus. Throw a couple of jokes in. I mean, there's some good illustrations in it, but illustrations. No, you know, like um, metaphors. Oh, I thought you meant not pictures, darling. <laughs> You were you were saying that to me as if I was super dumb, and you're I was the dumb like, one. That's the cool teen girl Bible, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the real Bible doesn't have pictures today. We don't know what Jesus looks like. Um, anyway, I yeah, I think we've been able to like touch on the good and the bad. I don't, I don't want anyone. Oh, this is this is the hard part. Is like I don't want anyone that is a Christian listening and being like, "How dare you?" Yeah, and I, I don't, don't want, want anyone people to feel disrespected. Like this no. genuinely is a very like personal exploration of Absolutely. our journey this is our experience with it this is what happened mm. with us and how we currently feel about it but then i also don't want anyone like anyone that does identify as being an atheist listening and being like feeling like we're shitting on them either because i absolutely respect whatever anyone wants to yeah. believe like and we both have friends that are comp- both on complete opposite ends of that spectrum yeah. and are either very vocal about it or or not. And I think it's really important to have, to your point, to have people in your life that believe all different things and come from all different walks of life and backgrounds. Yeah, and I think it's just, uh, I don't know, I think it's important to embrace people where they're at, love people in whatever form they're coming to you in, and, yeah, not let religion or some kind of belief system or church stop you from doing that like get outside your little bubble that's all i would Mm, say yeah at least for people who i still know are kind of like quite actively involved in church and things like that obviously like my mum and dad still go to church and stuff yeah um expand your horizons just yeah love love people beyond that sort of church bubble my mum and dad i'm not talking about my mum and dad just not they listen to the podcast thank god uh (laughs) but yeah I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone. It's just our personal experience. Like we say, being scared. Every episode, yeah. Anything for anyone to get anything slightly controversial. This is people pleasers trying to talk about. Yeah, it is just like it's a big topic, and what you believe in as a person is a huge thing. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but look, at least for me personally, I am incredibly thankful for my upbringing. Mm. within the church I'm really thankful that I had that kind of structure in my life and, mm-hmm. and just people that I knew who and loved the comfort me that it and I went back there just the other week really randomly after probably not going there for 15 years and there was still the same old women who were just so excited to see me yes, was so, so excited to meet Tony mm. um and I still felt like so loved and embraced by those people yeah which is so um, nice yeah but I also think like going to church taught me this and then moving away from church like just really drove this home was just have so many different people in your life yeah love different people appreciate different people you know listen to people I just think like really surrounding myself with such different friends Mm. 
has just made me who I am and really impacted like my belief system and how I feel about the church and how I currently feel in terms of spirituality. And I feel really grateful for that. I feel grateful that we grew up going to a church in the area that we did because I think that really impacted that. It wasn't some tiny little like Christian church in the middle of nowhere that well, only existed or, with those or people. Or the opposite where it's this sort of big kind of glitzy, glamsy kind of church where they have this, you know, they play emotionally kind of manipulative music while someone <laughs> plays. I can't stand that. I find I genuinely find that manipulative. <laughs> is is yeah. that not manipulative? Is, yeah. I'm and just it, like it's the commodifying of spirituality and God that I really yeah. struggle with. That's what I struggle with. Well, just that whole like let's get people up to pray and while they're praying we're gonna play like this kind of like sad melancholy kind of tune on the organ or the piano or whatever (laughs) i find that so strange it's like i don't think god cares for that i don't think he cares i don't think he cares about your powerpoint i'm sorry (laughs) he doesn't i just remember like sitting in in the in you know our church when we were growing up and like the most rogue characters would walk in and just like slump onto a seat oh and just nobody gosh. felt everyone was just like okay yeah surely. yeah they so would always accepting. be kind of chatted to but never like weirdly approached and like suffocated with information mm. like it was just like hey man how are you going like stay for morning tea it was just that environment but i do i do credit a lot of our like I don't know, humility for going to going yeah. to a church where there were just oh, completely. so many different people, different so characters. many fun, fun people. Fun, fun, Yeah, fun I just people. as well wanted to quickly touch on um, like our both of our experiences with grief mm. and kind of the role that those kinds of communities can play in the lives of people experiencing loss. Mm. And I think they play a really important part in that. Absolutely. They did for you when Kate died and they did for Sam and our family when my brother, when our, when Sam's wife died, my sister-in-law. And I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful that Sam and Sol had, had that in that kind of time of their life. Mm. And I really genuinely think that, if Cell didn't have that belief, such a strong like conviction that she was going to heaven and mm. she was excited for it, losing her, I'm going to cry. Oh, like losing her would have been so much harder. Oh, darling. Yeah. And it feels really like I take a lot of comfort in the fact that when she died like she was actually really excited to die and that's like something that's really special to me and that's why I kind of like I don't want anyone to think that so it's taken a real turn um (laughs) I don't want anyone to think that it's something that's like not important to me or not something like that I fully believe in and completely reject because I don't um yeah and it's something that can be well, really also, meaningful to people and give them yeah. a lot of hope and clarity in their life. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. It's for me and my own personal experience, it's just like the institutionalizing of things. It's a kind of commodifying of things that I really struggle with. And for anyone that knows you, and I think even hearing what you've said in this conversation, like no one, no one is going to doubt that you're not grateful and like fully respect the experience that you've had. And I mean, watching, like, you know, I've, we both have experienced grief and we will touch on this in another episode, but we've both experienced grief at different ages. And obviously that's like massively impacted Mm. both of our lives. But I think the age that you experienced grief at 
being more aware it can be harder i think you yeah it's 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 a slap in the face you have to continue with life you have to and i think that's really hard and i think when you think back to that time it's like the comfort that your family had and Mm. and that you you were given being able to be surrounded by a group of people who loved sell so much yeah so, so much and also all just had this like beautiful like calm as much as they were grieving and deeply Mm. sad this calm about like being able to see her again yeah and and not just closing the book there and thinking oh just it's just dark now that's it yeah like it's lights out for soul like yeah it absolutely wasn't that and there was a lot of hope and I, I think that really gives people um like it gave me as a child and I think it gave you as an adult Mm. just like something to hold on to like something to hope for it is such a dark time and it it it, honestly it's so hard to navigate something like that Mm. I don't want to cry too because I hate crying but (laughs) it's yeah it it gives you just a tether and I think it's so nice to have that and I, I just don't want to discount that either because I think truly it can help you through things like that oh 100 percent. and we we're both still people who will pray when we're upset about things mm. or well i do you were saying mm. yesterday that you do yeah sometimes. um you know when i'm feeling anxious or upset like it's still something i find myself you look turning to, to. yeah because for comfort yeah um and whether yeah like it is something that brings me great comfort just having that kind of belief yeah, and it's not God that I have a problem with. It's just humans. Yeah, it's, it's the followers. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the sinful humans. <laughs> um, I should be a minister. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Actually, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah if no, I could have I a church could. full of like the people that I love now, it would be that's that would be my church. Like that's the thing. I think the church becomes like what you want it to become a lot of the time. Mm. Like. I have so many people that I have great conversations with about this kind of religious mm. kind of stuff and unpacking things and mm. and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and that brings a lot of meaning to my life in the same kind of way, if not more, than being part of a church did. Absolutely. Because I can fully be myself, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up Yeah, there. let's wrap it we've, up. We've laughed, we've cried. We've laughed and we've cried. It's been a big one. Um, Let's wrap it up there. We are going to be back in your ears next week talking a little bit more about kind of mental health which I assume yeah I just want to note I am on my period so (laughs) (laughs) it's it's an emotion it's a bit more of an emotional time for me so hopefully Um, I'm in a more stable space next week we're going to be talking about both of our experiences with things like depression and anxiety and also grief I think we'll touch on that a little bit probably not deep dive but we'll we'll touch on kind of how we've navigated that in our childhood years for moi and our 20s for a year yeah um god i just love life what a fucking whirlwind whirlwind. anyway we'll be back next week we love you all love you guys Bye. bye